What's going on, Geek Vibes Nation? This is another episode of Hall of Heroes, and I'm joined with a couple of heroes myself. Um, Shay, what's going on, Shay? What's going on, everyone? How are you? Hi. The world says they are good. Um, Eric, how about you? How are you? Uh, in a food coma, but I am here. All right. We'll try not to fall asleep. Really quickly no, before we jump into things, Eric, you don't hear an echo, do you? No, sir, I do not. Okay, perfect. All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Oh, before we start also, um, a good friend of mine, Gerald, should be joining us a little later or in a little bit, but if he doesn't, whatever. But if he does, um, good friend of mine, uh, helped start a lot of the things in Geek Vibes Nation, so it'll be fun to have him on, have him talk CW with us. But without further ado, let's jump right into it, and let's go into Supergirl, which I will admittedly say I did not see this week. Um, was super busy, and it sounds horrible because it's like, well, you weren't too busy to watch the rest of the shows. I know, but it was just like I was so busy, I didn't have time for that show. Uh, so, Eric, <laughs> I'm going to go to you. Um, what were your thoughts on this week's Supergirl? From the the half of the show that I saw, because the, the CW was messing up as far as my internet connection, the first half of the sh- show that I saw was I really loved it. Um, with with the whole edge plot and uh, Lena's mom and that entire storyline that was that was shaping up to be really really nice. The fact that Alex was helping Ruby's mom, you know, do the scans and stuff like that to try and figure out what was going on with her. Um, I could identify with Ruby's mom about not wanting to admit that she might have, you know, she might be sick or something like that because, unfortunately, I suffer from that same thing too. So there was a lot of identity there, a lot of identifying that I did, a very realistic reaction to how a parent would feel you know, a parent and an employee, and I thought it was really well written. Um, Also, just a small touch, the dreams that Super, the dream that Supergirl was having at the beginning of the episode, um, it, it felt like a natural part of the progression of Reigns, for lack of a better term, Reigns, you know, the world, the world killers coming um, you know, it felt almost biblical because, you know, okay, now people are starting to have Kara, or Kara starting to have dreams about this. So I really enjoyed that point as a writer and as just as a fan, I thought that was a really nice touch. And, and strangely enough, when being able to know where Kara's cousin was all the time was just a little funny element, kind of like, ah, I can track your cousin. Ha ha. Uh, so from everything I saw in the first half, it was phenomenal. I, but I'm a Supergirl shill. I, I, I'll admit it. You know, I, I love Supergirl, and this episode had everything going. Now, if the CW seat had been working, I could tell you the rest. But from what I saw, it was awesome. All right. Yeah. No, it definitely sounds like it had a lot of uh, heart in that episode. But um, it's a shame it was messing up. You didn't get to see all of it. Uh, Shay, were you able to catch all of Supergirl? Uh, yeah, I was, and I'm happy that Eric felt so emotional about it because I really didn't. I just I thought it was a nice filler. 
um, what ends up happening is the mom comes in and go like Green Goblin, you know what I'm saying, which is pretty dope to watch, you know, Mother's Wrath. It was pretty cool, but uh-huh. it was just a filler episode to me, but it wasn't like it was bad. That's the most that I got. <laughs> well, I, I will say thank you to Eric, because if not for him taking a deep dive, I would say I am really glad um, from what Shay's saying that I didn't see Supergirl. It didn't sound all that good. Um, but, yeah, no, so I guess we, we don't really have much to go into for Supergirl. Um, I will say this. It will be taking a break soon or either taking a break or wrapping up soon uh, for um, Legends of Tomorrow to come in, take that time slot, fill out the rest of that show. And then I think – Actually, I think Supergirl takes a break. Legends comes in, fills in. Um, I think the only two shows that won't be on a break this month will be Legends and Black Lightning. Legends will finish out, and then Supergirl will come, and that will finish out. So it'll be really good to get Legends of Tomorrow back, and it'll be really good to have something that I will actually watch on Monday. (laughs) Um, But let's move on. Let's move on to the next show. Um, Let's talk some Flash. Uh, I will agree with Shay. I was talking to her a little bit before the show. This a thousand percent was a filler. Um, And before I get into my deep dive of all the things I just liked in this episode, Shay, I'll go to you first. Uh, What were your thoughts on this week's episode of The Flash? Um, How they went. Number one, I realized it's going to be funny when the um, title was called Honey, I Trump Like the Flash Team or something like that. Like, I knew it was going to be corny just from that alone, you know, like. That's just step one. And then, you know, he got they, Cisco and Rubber Bandman got hit with a shrink ray. And they basically got to figure a way to get it out. But you do see, and what I kind of like of all this going on, you see um, everyone getting frustrated how they feel like they have to take this case and go, like, deal with it because they don't know what else to do with Barry. So, I mean, I can appreciate a little bit of anger and sympathy in the show so I can relate to it more. But, yeah, no, this was a filler. The only good thing that happened was, like, at the end, after the show ended, that little 30-second bit when, like, now he's knocked out and he's getting traded to the uh, meta chick that Caitlin got issues with. So, Uh yeah, 100% filler all day, every day. Yeah, I don't don't really disagree with much that you said there. Uh, I definitely think it was a filler. Eric, uh, do you feel the same? I totally feel the same way. It was a filler episode. Um, I, I'm I'm going to admit I was laughing hysterically at when Dibney got stepped on. You know, it, there was a lot of little comedic moments that were great, but Shay's right. It was a filler episode, and except for the last 30 seconds, you know, when Barry what he did what he did for Big Sur, and then after that. And, you know, like we talked about online today about the whole um, knockout thing. And, and I'll give you, they probably found a way to do it. And that's fine. I can forgive that, you know. I'm not going to be too much of a technical purist or anything like that. Um, the last the last was the, mo- the best and most important part, you know. The fact that now he's going to be basically on like a black market, you know, and how he, how he's going to get out of this that that's very interesting um 
the other thing about uh, Cecile now being a telepath was kind of funny, you know, being able to read people's minds. There were some funny moments there and the pink elephant. But other than that, yeah, that was about it. To- total filler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it looks like Supergirl and Flash would be our run-throughs of this week. Um, I-, I didn't <laughs> like the episode. I didn't like the episode at all. Top to bottom, nothing I liked about this episode. Um, I thought, to me, if you have a filler episode like that, your next episode has to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is what you'd call a setup. This is a setup episode. It sets you up for something huge. Um, mm-hmm. And it didn't. Next week's episode doesn't look like it's huge. It looks like it could possibly be a step above a filler episode. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't honestly like this episode at all. I, I didn't like the idea of, um, th- them shrinking them and everything. I, I'm sorry. just didn't do anything for me. And then I really didn't understand Barry's motive for a guy who said to himself, um, don't run. You want to stay here, clear your name and everything. So you had that mentality a few weeks ago. Now you're taking a guy, sending him to China, and now you're dooming him to live out the rest of his life in China? Like, why not just force the team to actually put in the hard work that it's going to take to get uh, them to break that guy and have that guy admit that he was the one that did it? Um, I just feel like that was, like, you brought that up only to better serve Big Sur leaving. It was just uh-huh. like you could have you could have just wrote that off in a way different way. Like he was sent to a different wing or something like that. Just something that would have made a lot more sense. You dooming him to having to spend the rest of his life in China, to me, makes absolutely no sense. Uh, and I didn't I didn't think that was a payoff. I didn't even think that was necessary. I didn't like it either. Um, but to the point you were making about the sedative that uh, knocked Barry out. What we were saying, just so the audience has a better idea on uh, our back and forth about that, I was saying Barry also could never get drunk, but Cisco found a way to get him drunk. Remember the whole, they're in the strip club and he screams out, I'm the Flash? Um, so I could imagine that whatever that guy is, he had doctors or, or scientists, whoever, that came up with the sedative that would be able to knock out. And obviously he's working with um, the thinker. So I'm uh-huh. sure the thinker has, has a, a way or technology or something that he knows of that he could use to knock out Barry. So that, to me, when I saw it, it wasn't something that I didn't really, like, I was like, ah, I don't know if I buy that. It, they didn't really explain it, but it made sense enough only because we had context of, like, when Barry got drunk. So it was like, all right, if they found a way to do that, I'm sure you could find a way to knock this guy out. Um, okay. So that... That didn't bother me as much, but even the look at next week's episode, I, I don't like that either, especially if he gets out of jail um, and he goes back and stays with them. Just a whole lot of it, the whole idea of don't run and now you're running. I don't know. I just wouldn't like it. Um, but did you guys have anything else to add about this week's episode of Flash? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm Check. good. No, I'm all good. All right. Let's move on to a show I'm sure we can actually fill time with. Um, let's go into Black Lightning. Uh, this is a really, really, really fun episode. Outside of one part, um, I completely love this episode. Uh, Black uh-huh. Lightning is continuously hitting each episode, and it's remained consistent. 
so I definitely love that. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Eric. What were some of the things that you liked about the episode? What was your overall thoughts about the episode? Um, again, another stellar effort. All-star. They gave everything to to to, to it. Um you can kind of see how they're setting him up to be, you know, like the the big savior, you know. And I'm just wondering if he's going to have a fall before he actually becomes the big savior. But all in all, um, the outsider reference was fantastic. Uh, you, you know me, I'll geek out for any comic book reference like that. And the outsider reference was great. Um, her meeting the new girl and the life was cute and you can kind of see that's going places. Um, sorry, just popped up on my screen. Um, stellar effort all the way through. And, and the fact that, uh, what's his name? Gamby goes, you know, anytime you come me, I end up in a pair of coveralls and dirty. That was funny little inside <laughs> you know, to to build the history between these two. What's great is we're not getting this new history of, oh, well, what about this? What about that? This is, they've done this, they know what they're doing, and it feels old and familiar. You know, so there's not this learning curve of everybody getting used to each other, and that's really nice. I enjoy that. Yeah, I agree. And I like the element that the show was trying to put off of, and this is something not many shows really, superhero shows rather, give you the feel of to where Black Lightning seeming more like the reason people are start uh, a lot more people are starting to die. So it's like now uh, the people that are in control and want to keep that city under under their thumb, they're killing in spite of Black Lightning. So I I hope that at some point we start to get that rift to where people are like. Well, you know, the streets weren't safe, but they weren't this bad when there was no black lightning. So, you know, mm-hmm. will you have a lot of people that might prefer those times come back to where he disappears and at least it's somewhat controlled rather than the wild, wild west, which, you know, anytime someone just pulls up in broad daylight, which I thought was really weird, like no one noticed that he just pulled up, sat there, and then, uh, and then the girl shot someone. Like, no, no one saw that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, anytime someone feels that comfortable to do it in the open, it's like the wild, wild west. Um, but, Shay, what were some of your likes and dislikes, and what was your overall take on this week's Black Lightning? Well, you know, the first thing I'm going to say, do it for the culture. Um, I thought that I think it's interesting how – CW is letting Black Lightning kind of be like a true reflection of what they feel like that community would have to be in order for Black Lightning to feel the way that he do. Um, you know, we have my girl Jill Scott on there as Lady Eve, and I thought she did a great job as Lady Eve. I wonder if, you know, Black Lightning, Lady Eve is going to have conflict. I feel bad for um, the boyfriend who can't walk anymore. It's like I had to go through the whole Drake Degrassi thing all over again. And, uh, you know, Jimmy got shot, man. That thing was hurtful. And that's exactly how I felt when, you know, her boyfriend got shot. She was way too comfortable saying she was ready to have sex. If I was her parents, I probably would have, you know, 
had a heart attack or a freak out, go get me a bottle of Henny. I don't I don't know why I would have did, but uh, she was she was definitely comfortable saying that. <laughs> so I get that. Um I like how I can see the mother and the father, even though they're not together, they're still working together and still thinking about the safety of their daughters in a cohesive unit, regardless if they're, you know, not living in the same place. I understand that, I understand that you know, he's going to feel some way about his daughter leaving because, you know, that's his daughter. But like I said, you know, the pastor made it through the march. Unfortunately, the boyfriend can't walk. But him, you know, even focusing on how to use his powers and him, you know, getting back in that group of things, I thought was a dope, you know, show. Probably the only one that wasn't a feeling to me. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I loved in this episode was his daughter trying out uh, her newfound strength, uh, kicking, I think that was a washing machine. It was. Um, you know, she's finding out that she's get. oh, okay, it was. So she's finding out how strong she truly is. I wonder when she's going to find out, like, she can actually use her powers the same way her dad does. Um, that'll be fun to see. It'll also be fun to see when the other daughter starts to develop um, somewhat getting powers. But, yeah, it was really unfortunate for her boyfriend um, to set up plans like that and then, like, you end your day handicap has to be possibly the worst turnaround of 24 hours that anyone could go through. Um, so we definitely feel for that guy. Um, and he was trying to get her on the straight and narrow. He was trying to say, don't be like those other dumb, dumb girls that are trying to like smoke and, and, and do all those crazy things. He was like, there's a better way. I'm trying to get out of here. And then it was like, yeah, you're going to get out of here, but I don't think the way you thought. So it was, it was really unfortunate to see that happen. It was also really funny. Um, the, like you said, Shay, that she felt that comfortable going to her parents and just saying it like it was casual talk. And her parents both like, I have no idea what to say because I didn't expect a conversation like this. Um, I thought that was hilarious. But it also showed you, because a lot of parents always say to their kids, Oh, always come to me. Whatever you you know, whatever you want to talk about, always come to me first. Don't just do anything crazy. Come talk to me. And then when the kid does it, the parents are like, "Yeah, all right. I don't know if I wanted to hear that." <laughs> like, uh-huh. Maybe you could have waited like six, seven, eight, thirty more years before we had this kind of conversation. Um, but it was definitely really good to show because a lot of times, you know, you get the same typical show to where the kid rebels. The parent goes, oh, no, you won't, and then the kid goes and does it anyway. So it's refreshing to see that it's a different look on a, on a household. Like, not all households are like that. Some households' parents are that open. They want their kids to come talk to them so they can let them know all the consequences and stuff like that. Uh, and if they still choose to do it, at least now they're better prepared. Um, so that was really fun to see. Uh, I will give Jill Scott some credit. She put the fear of God in me. Um, mm-hmm. the, it's, it's, the, the jury is still out. I need to see more. I can't just see that little bit and go, yep, nope, I'm sorry, guys. She's a great actress. I need to see, like, more, more episodes, more scenes of her, more consistent scenes of her, and then I can form that opinion. But I really did love, uh, what I saw from her in that short span of what I did see in the episode. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything. Oh, the pastor being 
was it the pass? Yeah, it was the pass. Him being shot was super unfortunate, uh, but I saw it coming. I did not see the boyfriend getting shot. I will definitely say that shocked me. Um, was not expecting that at all. Uh, I won't say – I'm going to be honest, Shay. The Degrassi thing didn't really affect me. I wasn't huge on Degrassi. And then when I started to be and I saw that, I was just like, eh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, eh whatever. <laughs> this really – this really hurt me because it's like, dang, this guy, man, seemed like a really nice guy. He wasn't taking advantage of the girl. He wasn't the typical, uh, you know, horrible guy. Like, he had goals. He was really smart. He was book smart, um, really good athlete, and he was trying to make a better life for himself and his family, and it's just like, boom, quickly taken away. So I, I will say that that hurt me a lot more than Jimmy in the wheelchair that I still to this day find hysterical only because Jimmy in the wheelchair turned out to be Drake. So I will forever find that to be like the largest form of comedy, uh, in like TV history. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really good episode. Um, I enjoyed a lot of it and Black lightning keeps delivering. I, I don't know who these writers are, but they are some They're of the greatest great. writers mm-hmm. I have ever seen, like, ever. They are capturing this way better than I thought they would be able to. I, I didn't know the leash that CW had on uh, that show, like, how different they would try to, or, or how contained they would try to make this show. And it's good to see that they didn't try to water it down at all. Um, they're letting it be what it needs to be, and especially in today's times. So I, w- I was really happy for that. And all around, it was a really good episode. Can't wait for next week. Uh, the one part that I didn't like was the dialogue of that guy when he pulled up and saw them still cheering and saw Black Lightning taking out uh, that that shooter. His dialogue just seemed forced to me. Like, I, I refuse to believe anybody, even – the the grimiest, dirtiest, uh, ruthless, most ruthless person. No one talks like that. Like it, it, it seemed like whoever wrote that for him, that wasn't the guy that you should have reciting those lines. So that was a little cringeworthy uh, listening to it because I just feel like no one sounds like that. Um, <laughs> did you feel the same way during during that that one part? Like it was just like I think his name is what is it Tobias Tobias Will yeah Tobias. Like yeah. Okay. Uh, did you, did you feel the same way? Or did it not bother you as much? It didn't bother me honestly. You know what it felt like? It felt like they was trying to go for Harlem Nights to me personally, and it just didn't come out as strong as they wanted to. But excuse me, that's what it felt like. But I also want to point out the fact that um, you know, Black Lightning had probably the the best reflection of the black father moment, you know, where he, like, he stopped my man in the middle of the hallway and asked how he got the shower and how he take a shower. That was such mm-hmm. a bad boy, too, chee bang, bang, you know, type of scene. And I thought that was great because, um, yeah, I got an uncle that does that for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was definitely hilarious because it, it wasn't the traditional conversation a dad has with a, a young man that's trying to uh, get with his, his daughter it was really weird and I don't think anyone would be ready to handle a conversation like that because the line of questioning was just weird why, why are you asking me how do I shower like 
Mm. I, you know, where do I start? Like, that was just really creepy to ask someone, uh, let alone uh, another child. Like, just don't ask me stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree with you. It, it was bad boy-esque. Uh, where Will Smith and Martin Lawrence were at the door talking to Reggie, who definitely did in that movie look like he was 30. Um, but, yeah, it definitely did give a feel like that. But, Eric, I will ask you, when Tobias was giving his little uh, – uh, spiel about um, you know the townspeople kind of rejoicing for Black Lightning. Did that not sound like? We, was that weird to you? Did it not sound like that was dialogue that he shouldn't have had? Maybe Jill Scott would have been better having that that dialogue at that moment, or did it not bother you as much? Um, no, I agree. I think Jill Scott should have had it. Um, yeah. No, I agree. You know, um, it was it was some weird writing, to say the least. Um, but no, I agree. To me, it was just it, it it seemed really forced, and I was just like, you could have made that a lot more natural um, and not so forced. It was just I don't know. It was just weird for me. Um, but did you guys have anything else to add for Black Lightning this week? Now. All right, all right. Let's get into uh, my favorite episode out of all four of the shows that aired this week. And let's talk a little Arrow. Um, we kind of start with Oliver um, paying off, uh, can't remember that guy's name, but paying Kaden off. Caden James. Caden uh, James, thank you. Paying off Caden James seems like uh, over the course of days or weeks. Uh, money is starting to run out in the mayor's office, obviously, because I believe what he was asking for was like billion, ten, ten billion dollars or some crazy amount. Um, obviously, the mayor, ten million. Okay. Obviously, the mayor, uh, the mayor's office does not have uh, that kind of cash because how would the mayor's office have that cash? Us good taxpayers. So. <laughs> At some point, that money was going to run out, especially in a small town like uh, Star City. Even though it's not small, small, but it's it's not like New York City kind of big. So the the need for that much cash is, isn't as uh, existent as it would be somewhere else more uh, prominent, like a New York or something like that. But anyway, um, it starts with uh, Oliver thinking he has the heads up on Caden James by um, bringing in Argus to kind of get people out of the town, only for Argus to uh, check on their comms, only to see that Caden James has locked in on their comms and shocked everybody in the water to death. Uh, so that was really terrifying and pretty cool on Caden James's part. Um, and then from there, we kind of get uh, the two teams still not really – ready to work together, but have to come together. Uh, Oliver doesn't like the idea that they've been working with the team. Still doesn't trust them, but I think outside of the group, Oliver doesn't really trust anybody. Um, mm-hmm. Vigilante has become one of my favorite characters, which makes this episode one of the most saddest moments uh, in, in, uh, in Arrow so far this season. Um, I really enjoyed Vigilante, uh, only because it was really cool to see that he was a double agent, uh, that he didn't take that dark path. Um, 
but I won't get that far into the episode. I'll let you guys kind of go into how you felt uh, about the episode. Um, Eric, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the episode so far uh, to the point that I got to? And uh, what were some of your likes and dislikes of kind of that opening sequence? Um, That opening sequence with the Argus agents and Caden James using their technology against them made me cringe. You know, it was just kind of like, there are lots of ways that I'm willing, you know, if I had to list all the different ways to die, that, that would not be one of them in the least. You know, that looked painful. It sounded painful. And to watch those poor guys get electrocuted under the water, you couldn't hear anything. All you could see was the, you know, the, the shocking and no, no, no. That, that that just showed how powerful and in control that that gave you a good moment of Caden James is the real deal. He is in control, and Oliver is going to have to step. They're all going to have to step up their game. Um, the one thing that's kind of bothering me on the episode, and I, I think it's only because I like the actress as a villain is the redemption of Black Siren's story. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet, personally. Other people may be, and I don't know, you know, if Shay is or if you are, but personally, I like seeing her as the villain because she can kind of stretch out and do all these bad girl things. Uh, And I want to see more of that. Um. I, I I think they're using it as a way to keep Lance involved in the storyline more, you know, to justify him being there, which I understand as a writer. But as a fan, I'm not that big of a fan of that part of the story. But um, you, you can also tell that it's going to take a lot more to build trust between, you know, not Team Arrow and Team Arrow and you know, there's a real divide there. It's not just the, oh, well, we're going to take our toys and go somewhere else. It's really, okay, this is this is some really hurt feelings. This is a lot of trust issues, and it's going to take a lot to to get past that. And, and right. I'm enjoying that part of the story. I mean, um, I, I will say as, as far as Black Siren, uh, if they go the route of making her an anti-hero, I'd be fine with that. Someone who's not a good guy, but she's also not out here just randomly killing people. Um, I'm fine with that, but I I, mm-hmm. I will – I am really excited to see next week's episode because as far as uh, Dinah is concerned, there is nothing can do that will ever make her be okay with her, especially after she killed um, the vigilante. So mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see because her ne- – her, sole goal now is to kill Black Siren. So Mm -hmm. if Black Siren does kind of uh, you know break down and want to become a better person but not necessarily a good guy just someone who's just not out randomly killing people uh, you know like it's sport. Um, It'll be interesting to see how separated both teams uh, will will remain to be going forward uh, because that's a line that Black Siren Cross that I'm pretty sure Black Canary will not forgive uh, ever. I won't even say anytime soon, just ever. Ever. Um, But 
Shay, what, what were your uh, initial thoughts on how uh, Arrow episode started? It started off like a filler. And then it caught my attention, like, probably 20 minutes left in the show. Um, one of the reasons it caught my attention is because you, you start to realize, like, the unfolding of the mystery, I guess. Because it's like, well, we knew, we knew that the pictures were doctrine, but we didn't know is that whoever pictured the doctrine, and whoever, uh, like, kind of doctored the picture was the same one who did the first time. So somebody knew how he was going to react. And I thought that was interesting because now it's going back into the main plot of the season. And, you know, what's going to happen when Kate and James realized that it wasn't Earl who killed him. It was somebody who set him up because they knew how he would outlet. I mean, you know, go outlandish. Um, Black Canary, she looked like she kind of regretted what she did, but she just did it anyway to save her own tail. But she kind of felt a little bit bad. So, I mean, I saw that in her. But she still did it. So, you know, if somebody killed my boyfriend, I best believe it's on the pop in the V Street. Like, I ain't, mm-mm. so I'm I'm with my homegirl a thousand percent. She she going to go, and she going to do what she going to do, and nobody's stopping her. And it was nice to see Oliver deal with someone that's not afraid to, to call him out. Because when she wanted to go after the vigilante, she tried to make sure I know that's not the right thing to do. If it was Felicity, it would be no question. And I'm happy that she brought that to his attention, like made him feel stuck. And now he felt obligated to go in there. So I'm happy she did that. Yeah. You know, sometimes some people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 funny because Oliver didn't go to help uh, vigilante. He um he him and Diggle went to go try to find the bomb. Um, so even though she said that, Oliver still didn't uh, didn't find that to be more important than locating that bomb. Um, which brings me to the point I was going to bring up. I found the end of that episode where Dinah's saying, you know, you're really bad at apologizing. Oliver goes, well, I'm not here to apologize. Like, I'm not sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I'd do it again if it means we had a chance on locating that bomb. And I love that because, again, I will say this, Stephen Amell – uh, Stephen Amell's character, uh, Oliver Queen, has become the CW's version of Batman. That's the exact same risk Batman would take. If Superman said, hey, Lois is in this, this building, and I'm going to need your help to stop uh, to save her, but the Joker is somewhere on the other side of town with this huge nuclear bomb, Batman mm-hmm. would risk uh, Lois Lane's life to save the city. It's, mm-hmm. it's a higher... It's like a higher uh, meaning. Like, I can't save one at the risk of millions. So I love I... – go ahead. I'm sorry, Eric. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was just going to say, you know, for for Batman or Oliver, and Oliver, it's the needs of the many versus, out, you know, outweighs the needs of the few. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that he stayed consistent with that. Because even – I'll say this. Even if Diggle – like, I feel as though Diggle would have done that if Oliver said, I got to do whatever it takes to save Felicity. I feel like Diggle would tell him, like, listen, man, I love Felicity like you, but if we save her, that means the city could die, you know? And, like, where where's the justice in that? Like, why do other people have to die because we love Felicity? You know what I'm saying? So I love that Oliver stayed consistent in that. And uh, to a to a degree, 
I think we saw uh, Oliver take risks like that. It didn't have the dire consequences of uh, someone dying, I I don't believe, but I do believe he he, uh, took risk at other people's expense. I do remember the episode where Oliver, um, where Diggle was saying how important it was to catch um, uh, Deadshot, and Oliver left him hanging to go do something else, but and Diggle almost died, and Oliver, you know, as much as he regretted leaving Diggle out there by himself, it was still the job comes first, and you always have to be consistent with that. If, you know, you want to call yourself a hero and someone that's supposed to be a savior of the of the city. Um, but, Shay, I'll go uh, I'll go to you. Well, no, Eric. Oh, no, I started with you, Eric. I'm sorry. Uh, Shay, I want to ask you um, – did the death of vigilante affect you at all? Like, did you really care? Uh, no. <laughs> but I know I am going to care because I want to see my girl act a fool in these streets, and that will be very entertaining for me to see. So I care because of that. Hmm. So vigilante did not grow on you at all. Okay. I didn't, I didn't uh, say he didn't grow on me. I'm just saying his death did not affect me as, as, in a strong manner. I'm not going to say that. He was he was cool. He was okay. cool. But I, I, all right, I, good. Cause I, I, I was going to say he's a pretty cool uh, anti-hero, and I would have loved to have seen him uh, come, you know, come back for a few episodes here and there. Uh, to help Team Arrow whenever they need help, or even to take on Team Arrow here and mm-hmm. there. I thought it would have been pretty cool. Um, but, Eric, same question to you. We we needed some more of him as a hero. Did I care that he died? Yes. Because, you know, through the flashbacks and everything like that, what we saw, you know, and knowing what they what Dinah and he felt for each other, you know, yeah, it mattered to me, not just like, oh, man, you know, yes, I, I'm kind of like Shay. I want to see what Dinah does now because she's going to go off. But, um, you know, he could have been almost like a replacement for Slade, I think, yeah. given Oliver and Team Arrow a lot of trouble. And it's a shame that they got rid of him the way they did. I agree, uh, especially because, like, like I said, I think we brought this up last week. Um, they're not allowed to use Slate anymore uh, mm-hmm. because they have so uh, they have a lot of plans for him in their movie universe, which I I hate. Um, you should be able to use both. How are you able to use Flash and Superman, but you can't use Slate? You're telling me that Slate's more, a more important character than Superman and Flash? I, I don't get that. But anyway, um, I agree. I do think his death was too soon. Um, I think I would have liked uh, an end credit scene of maybe, I don't know, uh, Caden James coming back to collect his body saying, uh, you know, we can bring him back, but this time we'll make sure that he only does uh, our bidding, like something along those lines I would have enjoyed. Um, but him being gone, gone, is just like, all right, well, we brought this up last week. Arrow doesn't have that many villains. So if you're out here killing off all of his is good villains that they have in the show or the movie world's taking away uh, villains like Slade Wilson and Deadshot. Deadshot was also really good on Arrow. You're running out of people Oliver can go against. And, you uh-huh. know, I, I hate the idea of that. Um, but, yeah, they, they could have done so much more with that character. But who knows? 
who knows, maybe they, they find a way to bring him back. You know, I wouldn't necessarily like it because it would take away from whatever we get from Diana in this next episode. But um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I will say, um, I, I'll ask you, Eric, how did you feel about um, the conversation Oliver and uh, Diana had at the, uh, towards the end of the episode? Uh, you know, like we said, he, he was never there to apologize, you know. And, and, and you're exactly right. That is exactly a Batman move. And it's kind of a dick move on, excuse the phrase, you know, it's kind of a rough move, but that's Oliver. You know, that that's the stance that you have to take. And, you know, yeah, my heart's breaking for Dinah knowing what she's going through. And the fact that she sat there and she couldn't do anything to help, you know, Vigilante, but I thought it was a good conversation. Um, you know, it just reminds us of, of the stakes and how serious this all is for Art, for, for Ollie, um, you know, that he would make that decision again and again and again. So I did, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And the fact that she's going to go after or going to try to go after um, Black Siren, I, I'm looking forward to that. A little, um, you know, a little uh, sonic screaming action going against each other. We'll see who the stronger person is. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I think what's really going to be interesting about that matchup is uh, you have a Black Siren who seems like she's starting to not like the idea of killing as much anymore as before. So it'll be interesting when you have one person whose sole goal is to only kill you going up against someone who's like, all right, well, dang, I was just trying to, like, stop this idea of killing and <laughs> I had to kill the vigilante. Now to defend myself, I'm gonna to have to try to kill the canary. It's just it's, it's so much going on. But I do think Lance is starting to get to her. Um, but I just hope they don't use this as a lame excuse for her to co- become a good guy. Just have her become an antihero, to uh-huh. where maybe uh, she helps out Team Arrow when it when it best works for her. Like it, it's something that she gets out of it. Um, but she's not really a good guy. Um, Shay, before we get any further, I ask you, how did you feel about that conversation between Oliver and uh, Dinah at the end of the episode? I felt like it was Oliver looking at a female Oliver, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. That make, so that's, that's, that's what I got from that. So in the midst of all of this, I hope that he sees that people who he has brought into this era of life, they have a possibility of taking it that far. And he can't get upset about it. I mean, why did he become Arrow to begin with? To do the exact same thing she's about to do. Uh-huh. So it's like you can't you can't be the pot calling the kettle black. And sometimes he doesn't realize that because he doesn't realize that it can affect other people because he's so used to being the, the leader. And now you, you try to talk to someone who they don't got to rock with you no more. They don't care about what you got to say. You know, they leave they're their own person. So what you going to do? Try to talk them all of it? That's the reason you're here. So, I mean, it was, yeah. I feel like it was enlightening to him. That's, that's it. Enlightening to him. But he needed to understand. Yeah, I, I think it's difficult for Oliver because he's he's been to the the darkest of, of, of dark places as far as a conscience goes. 
So mm-hmm. if you think about it, he saved each of those guys. Curtis, I don't know if you really consider, but he saved those guys from a life that they could that they could have went down that would have gotten them killed. Um, mm-hmm. And he's shown them we can go a better way about this. Like we don't have to kill all the time. Like that shouldn't be uh, our leading goal. Our leading goal should just be to save the city. If we can arrest the guy, let's arrest him. Um, so he's definitely changed uh, completely from where he was in season one. So I think because he's in a better place, he's he's the perfect guy to tell her, listen, I've felt exactly like that. I watched my mother die at the hands uh-huh. of Slade Wilson, and I still didn't kill him. Uh, so don't come at me and say, you know, you don't know where I'm coming from. I watched my mother die brutally. Um, I'd say just as bad as, as Dinah just watched the vigilante uh, uh, die. So he gets it. He He's spared Slade. Um, all the, the crap, um, uh, what you call it, um, Merlin put Oliver through. He spared him. So Oliver uh-huh. has spared a lot of people um, that he easily could have reverted to his old self and just ended it right then and there. So he is actually the perfect person. I agree with you. Um, she is a female Oliver, and that's why, again, guys, I, I will say this on the show now. Uh, I can officially say this. Uh, we will be interviewing Mark Guggenheim this Monday, this upcoming Monday. Um, and one of the questions I do plan on asking him is, they are so similar, Dinah and, and Oliver. Like, they have to become a couple at some point. Like, it, uh-huh. it's eating me alive at how similar they are. It reminds me of how similar they were in Justice League Unlimited and all uh-huh. the comics. Like, they were just, they, you know, they were so perfect for each other. And they Felicity play very... Seems to, yes, yeah, exactly. No, I was looking, what you were about they to play say. So, they, they played so well off of each other. Right. You know, there's there's such kindred spirits that, it, yeah, it's got to happen. I agree. I agree. And honestly, they get each other. I feel as though, mm-hmm. a part, you know, Felicity kind of holds him back from being who he's supposed to be. And that's not a fault of hers. It's just he she appeals to his lighter side. And the city doesn't need lighter side olives. Um, and I think Dinah would understand that. She would not only embrace that, but would help him embrace that. And I'm not talking about season one Oliver coming back where he's just killing people all over the place. But I'm saying they get why it's important to do what they're doing. Like, Felicity keeps talking like, oh, you know, when you save the city, maybe things can, can go back to normal. Dinah isn't in a, a lollipop land. Like, she gets this is a job 24-7, 365. So, I mean, at some point, you just you kind of have to flirt with the idea of that. Um, mm-hmm. But to what you were uh, saying, Sherry, yeah, they, she is like a female Oliver. But uh, the point I was trying to make is he is the perfect person to try to talk her out of this idea of going on a killing rampage, um, like she was when they first found her. Uh, she understood that it wasn't doing any good for her doing that. Um because she felt as though she had nothing else to fight for outside of revenge. She now knows there's a lot more to fight for. You have a team that depends on So if you're running out being all reckless like that, your team has, you know, will, will suffer. So, you know, like I said, Oliver is the perfect person to kind of appeal 
to the idea of that. Um, but I wanted to also get into with you guys, um, I believe either you, Eric, or Shay, I can't remember who brought it up, with the um, someone is pulling strings, orchestrating Caden James and Oliver's beef with each other. Someone obviously set up Oliver to make it seem like he killed Caden James' son. Which, honestly, and this is why I said I was so angry that they took out Prometheus um, last season because this would have been a perfect checkmate thing for Prometheus to have done. To where it's like, all right, well, you guys got me. I'm in jail now. But I had a trump card, and this is the trump card. Um, But I'm going to go ahead on a limb and say I know exactly who is setting up Oliver. And I think it's the guy that I've been waiting for to take over uh, Caden James' team. I'm going to say it's um, Ricky the Dragon. Um, he is somebody that they were saying was supposed to, well, let me not say supposed to. We haven't even come close to uh, the season's end yet, so they could be building on it. But Ricky the Dragon was supposed to be more of the upfront leader. So I could see uh, right before Arrow takes his break on the month of February, um, we see Ricky the Dragon be outed as the guy who set up Oliver, uh, who set up Oliver and killed Caden James' son, and see Ricky the Dragon kill not only Caden James but also whatever that Russian guy's name is, and Ricky the Dragon lead an all-out assault against Team Arrow and Team, as you said, Eric, Team not Arrow. Um, so, Eric, I'll start with you. What do you think about the idea of that? And who do you think is the person behind the scenes pulling the strings of Caden James? Think that it's him. He, he's pulling the strings. He's manipulating all this because he wants to. He wants to bring Oliver down to his lowest right before he strikes. He's going to use Caden James for all he's worth, and then when Ricky sees that he, you know, all right, I've used this toad enough. They're going to get rid of him, and like you said, hopefully the little Russian, and, you know, he's going to come all out, and we're going to get, you know, the big, huge battle, hopefully on the rooftops of the city, you know, jumping rooftop to rooftop, fighting, and, and everything like that. Um, it, it, it makes sense. It, it, it's almost a, I hate, I hate to do the comparison, but it's almost a Batman villainess thing with Bane. You you pull you pull all the strings and you make everything happen from the shadows. You wear Oliver you wear Oliver down, you know, and then you come at him because he's wearing him down in his daytime job with the the, the ten million dollars a day and stressing to try and figure out how to end that, and then everything going on at night, and now you strike. Beautiful strategy. I love it. Yeah, and honestly, at some point, uh, for people who aren't that familiar with Ricky the Dragon, he is one of the most skilled hand-to-hand villains in the DC world. So it's like Mm -hmm. at some point, you kind of have to show that. Like all all we've seen of him is in that long coat, walking around, holding a knife, and saying a bunch of threatening things. And that's really Mm -hmm. it. And it's like, well, we need to see more from someone who is, being helmed as one of the most deadliest hand-to-hand combat uh, characters in the DC world. And like you said, I want to see that rooftop. Since we didn't get that with Rachel Gould, and they kind of ruined it with the whole sword play, 
I want to see pure hand-to-hand combat, Oliver versus Ricky, um, for uh, with the, with the city on the line. That's what mm-hmm. I want to see. Um, but Shay, um, what are your thoughts? First of all, I, I ain't never heard of Ricky the Dragon, but y'all making me want to go look my man up. So let me um, go look him up for a little bit because I didn't know who he was. So yeah, Ricky, Ricky the Dragon. Yeah, when when I heard that he was gonna be when I heard that he was gonna be one of the villains, I was just like, perfect. I was honestly uh, hoping. Um, obviously, we can't because it's DC films, but I was hoping for a Slade teaming up with Ricky and Oliver having to stop those two uh, before the season started. Obviously, now that we saw the season, we see Slade and Oliver. Uh, obviously, wouldn't do that. Um, but I would have loved that idea, and Oliver having to go up against both of those those guys, um, maybe even have Roy tag team with them to go up against those guys, that would have been perfect. With the city on the line, you got to take out two of the best guys at it, um, with Roy and Oliver being the guys that, that try to take them down. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. It's all good. Um, but, you know, if that's the type of character that Ricky the Dragon is, then I would want to get the um, fighting coordinator from Into the Badlands to orchestrate two fighting on the rooftop. Because I don't know if you ever seen Into the Badlands, but that show be rocking. That show be uh-huh. rocking. If you had the the stunt coordinators and, like, the ones who create the fight scenes for Into the Badlands, do it for all of us, you know, Person, yeah, I think I think I probably I think I probably lose it. I think I probably lose it. Yeah, I just I just really hope. Well, do you think do you think Ricky the Dragon is the one pulling the strings, or did you have an idea I, on someone else you think it might be? I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know who Ricky the Dragon is. I don't know if he's deceitful like that. So you know, I please the fifth. I don't think I can answer that question. Well, I'll say this. Don't don't base it off of the comics because all of the villains that they've had so far um, are, are either slightly or drastically different than their comic uh, counterparts. So don't base it off of that. Just just off of gut feeling because that's all we're going off of. Because um, there's nothing about Ricky in the comics that makes me think he's the guy that um, that is doing it. I'm just assuming because... At some point, he has to do more than just walk around in a long coat and, and say threatening things. So that's that's mm-hmm. all I'm basing my opinion off of. Uh, nothing comic based, just gut feeling. Who do you think? Even if it's someone that you think might be totally left field, um, who do you think could be the person that's setting Oliver up? Like, like I, I really don't know. Hmm. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I, honestly, it could it could be something that we don't see coming, like somebody that is just like, whoa, what? Why them? Um, but, yeah, a lot of this show, I, I feel as though they mentioned it, and then it's just like, like tell me if, if you're the FBI, this wouldn't be like a perfect time for you to kind of put the clues together that Oliver's the Green Arrow. That mm-hmm. and when is when is Wild Dog gonna go on on trial? Like, did that just that's something we're just supposed to forget about? Like, <laughs> like the, the, the team just 
Exactly. The reason the teams are separated is because of that. So mm-hmm. now we what? We just we forget that that ever happened. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I just kind of find it convenient. Like none of that is mentioned anymore. I'm not mad at it because I thought it was a stupid thing to have. Because I told you guys, I don't know how many more times we're gonna have a storyline of Oliver. I think this is the time we're gonna finally figure out that you're the Green Arrow. And then it's like, no, you're not. Why do we have to revisit this again? We we already done this like three or four times already. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with them not mentioning it anymore. I'm just saying, as far as writing goes, you brought it up. So it's like, you have to either close it so we don't think about it anymore, or you have to like bring it up in dialogue or something. I mean, Eric, am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. As a writer... If if I were to leave a plot thread like that, any of my beta readers, or most importantly, my wife would take a steel chair and beat me upside the head and say, you didn't resolve that, fix it. You know, um, you, you can't do that. One, you're disservicing the fans. And and two, again, it's just horribly sloppy. It, it's, it's it, oh no, that it, that's almost like a a freshman writing move. Okay, well, let's do this. And they're going along and they're like, shoot, we can't do that. And so they just don't even mention it anymore. So, yeah, no. They, it, no, you can't do that. Not at all. Yeah, Shay, do you feel the same? I feel that it's just in the most random time. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. I, could, I couldn't really hear you. I said, I left it by accident. Yeah, it's just like, it, it, it seems like the story from to week is just like, all right, there's a huge chunk of this story that we brought up. Yes, like, I feel like next week and the week after, we might not hear anything about the bombs. Like, that's mm-hmm. super important. Why aren't we hearing anything? About, like, where are the bombs? Like, Oliver's been paying this guy. For him not to use these bombs, where are they? I mm-hmm. feel like you need a payoff to a lot of these huge... Like, if it was a small plot, I'd be like, all right, well, no one really cares. But these are large plot points that you are just kind of grazing over. Like, it'll just kind of just wash away from our brain. Yeah, no, it won't. We, we, we see what you're doing here. Um, Shay, I'll go, I'll go back to you. Um, what are your expectations for next week's episode of Arrow? Jay? Jay, you with us? Hello? Oh. There you go. We can kind of hear you. You're kind of breaking up. What? I expect some progress. Yeah, you're breaking up. All right, Eric, I'll go to you while Shay tries to figure that out. Um, what are your expectations yeah. for next week's episode? I haven't seen the preview for next week's episode, so I'm actually scrambling trying to go online to actually look at it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll talk it up a little bit. All right. Um, yeah, no, I'm really excited for next week to see uh, Diana go all out uh, versus um, 
Black Canary. I'm really interested to see how how involved Lance will be in, in that battle between the two of them. Uh, where will Oliver's um, loyalties lie? Because we know he wants to uh, fix um, Black Siren and kind of make her to be the Laurel that he remembers and knows and loves. Um, so, I mean, I'm really interested to see how many – does this separate the team even more? Is definitely um, – Excuse me. Something that I'm looking forward to, um, but it, it, it's 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 a lot that they have to explain in this next episode um, mm-hmm. that I'm really interested in. And it's just like, all right, well, we know she's not going to kill Black Siren, but how far is she going to go in between the idea of wanting to kill her? Like, what will stop her uh, from actually doing it? Is something I'm looking forward to. The the tra- the trailer looked fantastic. I, you know, seeing those two go at it looked very like it's going to be, ooh, it's going to be fun to watch and 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 seeing how how they get Dinah to not do it. You know, that's going to be that's going to be a very interesting plot point. I can't wait for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. All right, guys, we have finished all of the shows. But we still have some time left, so I thought we'd do something super fun and super difficult. Um, We are going to create a list of the top five best superhero shows. And I have a list that we're going to use to pick from. Um, We're going to, out of this list, only take five and then we may, maybe, I don't know, reduce that list. We'll see. Um, but here are some of the names. Shay, are, are you still with us? Can y'all hear me better? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, list off the shows. Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Flash, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Agents of Shield, uh, Inhumans, and The Runaways. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything. Let me know if I'm missing like a huge show. I don't. I don't think I am out of that. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, I am. Sorry. Legion. Legion. Have to remember to add that in. And the Gifted. Okay. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Sorry. I knew I was forgetting something, but I was like, Am I forgetting something huge? All right. Cool. So, all right, so remember this. You don't have to say that you didn't watch the show because we're voting on what makes it in here. So if you didn't watch the show, you just say what you think should go in there instead of the show. We're going to do it exactly the way we did did it the last time. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm going to start with you, Shay. At number five, what show goes in first? Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Uh, uh. All right. Do you want to defend it a little bit? Because there's some heavy hitters on here. Because Luke Cage is awesome. He's a black Superman. Uh. Okay. All right. Um. 
Eric, do you agree? Is, is Luke Cage going in at number five? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, let's leave him there. I, I, I thought it was a really well-written show. Um, I, I, I thought the cast was great. She's right. He's kind of a black Superman. Um, yeah, let's leave him in there. I like it. All right. I'm going to say this. I'm somewhat biased. Um, uh, we here at Geek Vibes Nation have become uh, good friends with Chael Hadari uh, Choker, who's actually the writer of Luke Cage season one and of season two, uh, one of the head writers. So I feel really uncomfortable of saying no, but at the same time, Chael, I love you, but I'm definitely, after we're done, I'm definitely, I definitely know of a show that I want to replace that if it doesn't make it in this top five list. So we'll revisit that when the time comes, but um, I'm outvoted anyway. So Luke Cage is there at number five. Um, Eric, what is that number four? Gifted. Gifted. You guys are killing me. Oh, man. Okay. Do you want to defend it a little bit before I go to Shay to see if she agrees? I love the story of the cast the years, and one of my favorite cast members has been Polaris from the beginning. Um, and, and seeing her take the turn that she made at the season finale was just beautifully perfect. Uh, it, it, I've always identified with the X-Men universe. Now, that was one of the first books as a kid, but also, you know, the fact that they're out past because they're different. And it kind of resonates a little with, what, with things that are going on today. And I, I again, I just... I, I think it was, I think it, me personally, I think it should be the number four. Okay. All right. Um, I forgot a show also, The Punisher. The Punisher is on this list also. Um, just to put that out there, because I did forget that, and I just remembered that. I was like, all right, let me add it to the list. Um, uh, before I give I, my answer. Oh, okay. Well, thank goodness you, you, you didn't, because I, I definitely did. Um, I would have been really upset. I would have been really upset if we made this list and then I was like, oh, wait, guys, we got to do it again. Top Punisher. Um, Shay, do you agree? Does The Gifted make it in the top five best superhero TV shows of, of today? I'm okay with being in So you're okay with The Gifted being in there? Yeah. Um, I think that what I would put against that would be The Defenders. After here, I feel like oh, you forgot one. You guys are killing me. Okay, all right, um, all right. So at number five we have Luke Cage. At number four we have The Gifted. Um, at number three, I'm gonna just go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, this is again in no order. So for everyone listening that goes, oh, it's at number three. This is in no order. Um, we're going, I'm going Daredevil. Season one and season two, I'm not going to separate them because then that would make this a lot harder. Um, so I'm just going to say Daredevil is a combo package. Um, Shay, do you agree with Daredevil at number three? Yeah, Daredevil was my number two. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, 
Eric, are you okay with Daredevil making it on the list? Wholeheartedly, number three. Love that show. All right. Um, I'm listen. We're approaching the top two. I'm definitely fighting you guys on four and five, but we'll get to that. Um, Eric, what is your number two? Eric, you there? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, yeah I can hear you. Okay, sorry about that. Um, okay. Flash. Flash. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can, I can live with that. All right, um, Shay, because I'm already sweating bullets here because you guys are killing me. Uh, is Flash staying on this list? Shay? It's staying on the list. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Shay, it comes down to you. What's number one? Number one, the runaway. The runaways. 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 The runaways. Oh, my goodness. You guys are literally killing me. Eric, is the Runaways uh, staying at number one? I got to do it to you, man. Runaways was it was it on a stick this year. It was a surprise hit. It was amazingly written. The cast was, I mean, from the, the Pride to the Runaways, it, it hit it. I, I don't think there was a single episode where I came away thinking, eh, they could have done better. You know, I, I, yes, I think that's the number one. All right. So before I go into arguing, uh, <laughs> at least three of, uh, of the ones that are on this list, I'm going to just, uh, name all the ones that we have on the list so far. So we have Luke Cage, The Gifted, Daredevil, The Flash, and The Runaway. All right. I'm going to start with first things first. There's no way. I have the Flash on here over the granddaddy of them all era. It started it. Um, the action is superb. I give it the Flash has consistent and better acting and sometimes writing um, mm-hmm. in its seasons. But to me, there's always something special about the one that started it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as I don't really like the first X-Men, it was one of those films that helped start it all. So I'll always respect it in the sense of, without that, I don't know if we're here. That and Blade, I don't know if we're, we're here. That's definitely what piqued the interest of superhero movies. Um, but Arrow, that first season was phenomenal. I mean, great. And honestly, we can even argue Arrow only has two horrible seasons. And I think we can argue the current season of Flash that we're in and the season before with Savitar are seeming like the weaker two of the Flash series so far. So I think you could even argue the idea on that. But we got Slade Wilson. We got Count Vertigo. We got uh, Roy Harper, a.k.a. um, God, I forgot his name. Uh, Speedy. Oh, man. Well, 
Speedy is kind of what he went by in the comics, but that was more so always Oliver's uh, sister. Um, oh, man, he went by a different name, and I can't Arsenal. remember the same. Arsenal, thank you. Arsenal. We got eight different versions of <laughs> Black Canary, so we got the right <laughs> one. Um, we just got so many. Rachel Gould, the, uh, the Lazarus Pit, Talia, even <laughs> from from the, the, the depths of who cares. We got Nissa and she turned out to be really, really, really good. Um, we got a lot of great characters that we didn't really dead shot, that we didn't really think we would see on television from Arrow. Um, yeah. Amanda Waller done right. Um, so to me, I am asking you guys, would you take out um, any of these shows to put Arrow in? I won't name a specific show. I'll just ask, do you think something should come out? And if you do, what should come out to put Arrow in? Eric, I'll go to you first. Well, kind of said, I think it needs to replace Flash because you're right. Consistently, they have brought the Arrow has, Arrow has done it with, you know, characters and, you know, the better seasons, especially the first season. Um, the fight scenes always just you sold me personally. I mean, I'm ready to put my name on the contract and buy the lemon used car. I mean, you did a pretty good job there. So yeah, I want to take off flash. <laughs> All right. I, I agree with taking off flash. Uh Shay, do you agree with taking off flash? And if not, would you take anything else out to put arrow in? Or do you even want arrow in? I'll start with that. I put arrow in but I just take out the gifted. Oh, okay. Oh, now, hold right. on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right, this is getting fun. Uh, all right, okay. So before you go, Eric, Shay, I will ask you, what about The Gifted makes, makes that show be the one that you're willing to pony up instead of um, The Flash? What makes the gifted worse than the Flash? I guess is the question. Or is the Flash better than the gifted? Gifted has cliffhangers. Like I, not, I don't know if they didn't have me at this, but Flash has a consistent the gifted and the guy is scared. I mean, yeah, it had a nice first season, but it's the first season. Flash, yeah. I mean. Honestly, Eric, I'm thinking about the argument I made for Arrow. Could kind of be made for um, The Flash. All the amazing characters that we got from The Flash. Um, And I think that is possibly uh, out of this whole list. I think that is one of the greatest acting cores um, that we have. I'm not going to say the greatest, just one of the greatest acting cores that we've had. I mean, Victor Garber was in it. Um, mm-hmm. John, John Wesley Shipp. Um, we even had it, voices, uh, Teddy uh, Teddy Sears, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had uh, Tobin Bell come voice one of the villains, uh, which I thought was freaking amazing. Uh, we had the reverse Flash. We had Zoom. We had Hunter Zolomon. We had um, uh, Black Flash. Uh, we also had Wally West. We had Jesse Quick. Um, looks like we might have another new speedster, and whether it's Barry's daughter or Joe's daughter. 
Um, you know, we've had we had Flashpoint, even though that was all of like five minutes. We even had the Paradox Flashpoint. Uh, we had Flashpoint, and then we had like the the other version of like the the Paradox world that they live in or whatever. But we had a lot mm-hmm. of really great things that we saw in the comics that we never thought we'd really see on the television screen. I do believe the Gifted, given two, three, four more seasons, will have that same kind of feel. But I think if I had to give an edge, I'd say I believe in Slash's acting core more than I do the Gifted. But I will give you a chance to, to change my mind, um, Eric. So go ahead and defend the Gifted. <laughs> How can I after that? I mean, you're absolutely right. Look at the acting core that the Flash has had. And, I mean, yes, the Gifted has the young lady who plays Polaris. And, yes, they have Amy Acker. And, yes, they have um, the guy playing her husband. And right now his name escapes me, and I apologize to that actor. I am very sorry because you are a good actor. But, uh, again, you know, Victor Garber, the guy who plays Captain Cold, Ray Palmer. I mean, all these actors up and down. Uh, Tobin Bell doing the voices. I'm kind of ashamed that I mentioned The Gifted a little. I mean, not ashamed, but I'm kind of going, wow, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think Flash stays, Gifted goes. Okay. All right. Well, Shay, we were convincing. Um, <laughs> all right, so the Flash is safe for now. Um, so we agreed to put Arrow in. We took the Gifted out. Um, so the next one that I want to pony up is, oh, excuse me, I'm going to go with Legion. Um, wow, that was the most, that was the most legal form of a drug that anyone could take. Like, it was it was a mixture of, like, an acid trip and, like, a bad dream, that show. And I mean bad dream in a good way, to where it's just, like, you wake up and go, what the heck was that? And it's like, oh, my goodness. When you watch it again, you're like, wow, no, this is just really that good. I mean, I'm not that – I wasn't even that knowledgeable on those characters, the Shadow King, any of that. That show made me have to go back and figure out who all of those characters are, and it made me appreciate the show even more. Um, that show was just like such a mind twister. In the idea of, and this is my biggest selling point on, on Legion, we even got a blessing from Patrick Stewart saying that if they asked him, he would reprise his role as the lead character's father, Charles Xavier. So it's like if you can get Patrick Stewart back, that automatically gives your show more clout. Um, but even if we're just staying in the realms of what we've actually seen in the first season, Aubrey Plaza, that whole cast was just amazing. And the acting was great. The story was great. And it was just like a psychedelic trip that just wouldn't stop till like the last episode. And it was so much fun. Um, Eric, I'll go to you first. Would you even consider putting Legion in? And if you were to put it in, what would you take out? You're going to hate me for this, but I actually didn't like Legion. I couldn't make it through the oh, first okay. episode. Uh, wow. It was, it, yeah, I know. And I'm such a huge comic book and X-Men nut. I, I should give in my X-Men card. I know, but I'm going to hang on to it for all it's worth. 
Um, <laughs> the show was too much for me, and I just kind of I, I tried, I tried, and then you know I just kind of went, yeah, that's enough, thank you. So I can't agree with you on that one, man. Man, that hurts. That hurts. But I I completely respect you on it. I will say though, uh, if ever given, if you ever have the free time to, definitely give it another shot. Uh, just just the just because it's a comic book show and just to follow it through. Uh, de- it definitely once it grabs you, it refuses to let go. Uh, and I promise you, you will end up having uh, a lot of fun with it. It looks like we actually lost Shay. So until she gets back. Um, we're going to that one until she gets back and kind of give us her thoughts on whether or not she thinks we should keep it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll go on to my next one that I wanted to nominate, and that is, let me see, The Punisher. The Punisher. Gritty. Heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not something you watch with the family, so I don't want to go that far. Um, <laughs> but... It, it brought a character to life that honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to be the one that says this. I thought Punisher Warzone was the best portrayal of the Punisher. Um, even when the Punisher uh, was on Daredevil, I still thought that. It wasn't mm-hmm. until he got his own series that I started to say, yeah, even though it, it's different writing, so it's not like one guy did a, necessarily a way better job than the other guys. You know, they were afforded different and better things than the other guy was. Um, but, man, does does uh, John Bernthal not body uh, the idea of being the Punisher? Like, he seems like when they casted him, they were like, man, who can we find that is an amazing actor and literally not only looks like the Punisher fresh out of the comics, but acts just like the Punisher. And John Berenthal completely bodied the idea of it. Uh, the show was amazing. Uh, uh-huh. and it had so much freaking action. And the story was actually really good. I think a lot of people were blinded uh, by how crazy the action was, that they kind of blocked out how great the story was. The story had a lot of meaning. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, the the nonsense of just, like, mindless violence. It actually had a, a story to it. Um, so that's what I'm nominating. Shay, you, uh, you got disconnected uh, for a second. So before we get into the whole Punisher conversation, I'll ask you. I brought up Legion. Um, Eric said he's not a fan of Legion. He'd prefer to keep it off the list. So I will ask you, do you think Legion deserves a spot on this list? I mean, I didn't like Legion either. I mean, I I like Legion, but I wasn't head over heels. Hmm. Okay. You guys are ripping my heart out. All right, that's fine. Um. All right. So Legion shockingly does not make this list. Um. But Shay, I'll go back to you. Uh, I was just making the case of Punisher. Uh, I felt as though the Punisher definitely, with the heart, with the the amazing action, the amazing acting. Uh, that we got from this show definitely deserves uh, a spot on this list. Do you agree? And if so, what would you take out to put the Punisher in? I mean, I thought the Punisher was already on the list. No, it actually wasn't. It's, uh, again, so you guys know what the list is uh, going forward. It's Luke Cage, Arrow, Daredevil, Flash, and The Runaways. Oh, yeah, Luke Cage got to go. 
<laughs> okay, all right. Um, since Luke Cage was your pick, uh, did you want to give any more reason to why you favor the Punisher over Luke Cage? Just because I like Luke Cage. I, I really did love Luke Cage. But um, in the sense of how this list is being composed, Punisher would be a better principal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Eric, do you agree Luke Cage should be out and the Punisher should be in? Or do you not think the Punisher should be in at all? Oh, okay. No, all I right. wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. <laughs> all right. I mean, Berthnall, all right. I mean, you look at Berthnall and you think, my God, they found a way to take a comic book character, suck him off the page, and put him into real life. Yeah. He is. He is the Punisher, 100%. I completely agree. I will say this, guys. Um, All right, so let me give you the new list. We have um, the Punisher, Arrow, Daredevil, Flash, and the Runaways. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go with my last pick on what I think should be in this list. I'm going to take the Flash out. Um, I want to take the Runaways out, but a part of my body is aching every time I have the thought of it, so I'm going to just skip that thought. Uh, I'm going to take the Flash out, and I'm going to vote for Jessica Jones for one of the main reasons of what that meant for women. Um, Because on a lesser, more realistic note, uh, there is many cases of men having a mental... Uh, advantage over women and just abusing the power of having mm-hmm. that uh, that that mental advantage. I won't even say advantage in the sense of like men are smart or anything. Just sometimes they get that psychological edge over women to where they capture them. Obviously not to the extent of mind control, um, but the women being so in love with the guy that they're blind to the guy's uh, you know shortcomings as far as like him being. It completely insane. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought this did uh, this painted um, a really great female superhero who isn't the best role model, but what she stands for is still pure. It's still pure, and and and, it, and it's hard of it. On uh, not everyone feels comfortable being that hero, but at the end of the day, uh, when something's wrong, um, you would hope that everyone would find the courage to become a hero. Um, And whether that's speaking out on something, getting the proper help, whatever it takes. um, It just, to me, Jessica Jones had a a deeper meaning to it. It wasn't just like, oh, here's a chick who investigates things. She gets drunk and she can jump really high and and hit really hard. Like, no, there was actual heart to this story. Um, And it was a, a, a sense of realism to the story also. Something that happens on an everyday, uh, you know, level. So mm-hmm. I think the Flash should go, and Jessica Jones does deserve a spot on this list. Uh, Shay, I'll go to you first. Do you agree um, that Jessica Jones deserves a spot on this list? I agree. I, I, I like Jessica Jones. I wasn't in love with it. Um so when you first said that, I was like, nah. And then you said it, and I'm just like, well, I mean, 
I'm not trying to knock it, you know what I'm saying, as a female, because all your points, you know, are valid, and I appreciate that. And I, and as a man, I appreciate you acknowledging that, because, you know, most men in 2018 are dumb, so, yeah. But <laughs> it's like I can see it, and I can see Jessica Jones giving a better example of that compared to Flash. So, you know what, Eric Eric is going to be the, the decider on that one. Whatever he decides, what I'll go for. All right. So, Eric, I'll pass it to you. Does Jessica Jones deserve a spot on this list, especially over Flash? Well, unfortunately, I just gave Mr. Allen his walking papers, and uh, he just uh, tootled out the door, and Jessica Jones <laughs> took his place. Jessica Jones... When my kids get older, I want them to watch Jessica Jones. She was amazing. The The show was amazing. She wasn't perfect. She could have been a great um, in advertising for the whiskey company that she drank for, you know, <laughs> but she was the imperfect hero who, you know, was having to deal with everything with, the purple man and all that and she made mistakes and she didn't want to do it but she still did it you know she, she was the hero honestly when we, when my wife and I watched the show it was like okay let's do another episode okay let's do another episode and then it was like oh my god it's 3 in the morning we have to go to bed you know and <laughs> we don't do that a whole lot this was an amazing show you know, it. I don't think it would have been as amazing. I, I don't know if anybody knows. I'm a big Brian Michael Bendis fan. That he took a character and reinvented her and made her into this. You know, it, it's just amazing. And I am so excited for season two of Jessica Jones. I've, I've like got it on my calendar and circled, or you know, it's on my calendar. I'm ready for it. I'm going to plan a big binging session, and, and I'm just binging session, and I'm just going to watch the whole thing. So I totally agree with Jessica being on the list. All right, so Jessica has made it on the list, and as Eric has stated, Flash has take has uh, received his walking papers. I'm sorry, um, Barry. <laughs> um, so our new list is The Punisher, Arrow, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and The Runaways. Before I go any further, let me say what did not make it or even get mentioned. Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, uh, Iron Fist, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I'm not even going to say the I word because uh, that Mm-mm. show is disgusting. Um, and that's it. So I'll ask you first, Shay. Um, do you think any of those shows, uh, do you feel as though any of those shows should have been on the list? No. I think we put the right ones on there. I mean, it would be nice for me to put Black Lightning on there, but Black Lightning is not there yet. We're only three episodes in. So right. That, that's, that's, I think it's good. Yeah, that's the main reason why I didn't really make an argument for it. Uh, if we mm-hmm. were grading things off three episodes out out the gate, then I'd absolutely have it on this list. But it needs to build because, like, season continues and then we don't like the second half. Then we've already, you know, awarded it one of the greatest shows of today, and then we didn't like how it finished. So I want to mm-hmm. allow it to 
do its thing before we thrust it in the uh, in the whole category of the great one of the greatest shows on TV today. Like mm-hmm. it has potential to be that, and I think it's it's well on its way to becoming that. Um, but if someone asked me would I watch that or Daredevil, like I could only watch one going forward, I would have to tell you like maybe can I split myself in two and then pick one each or because that would be really difficult. Um, Eric, do you think anything that I named uh, should be on this list that isn't? No, not yet. Not at all. Um, I, I, I totally think everything that we, you know, I agree with Shay about Black Lightning. I think it's too soon. It hasn't cooked enough. You know, it's kind of like that pizza chicken that you've got on the grill and you're, you're just not sure yet, you know, and you don't want to pull it off and plate it and then somebody cuts into it and it's still raw and or it doesn't taste right. Um, right. Sorry, I cook also. So that's going to start coming in again. I apologize. Um, I I, I want to get at least halfway through Black Lightning or three-quarters through Black Lightning. Then I want to come back and readdress this. As of now, there's nothing that you mentioned that I want to put on the list. The list that we have, and what I find so funny is that, you know, we're we do a lot of DC shows, but if you look at the list, there's only one DC show on the list. Everything is Marvel. And I, I don't know why. That just kind of gives me the chuckles. But I'm very happy with the list. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, well, we had a few. Um, uh, well, we had two, I believe, CW shows. And then it was just yeah. like, yeah, they got to go. We can only yeah, exactly. Um, but I had two more things I wanted to do before we close out the show. One of them is, since this list is so perfect, and we all agree on it, that unsettles me. So now Uh-oh. we have to take two off of this list. Uh-huh. Two have to go. Uh, <laughs> because I won't I feel you. right. I won't feel right unless we're like, <laughs> the tension starts to build. <laughs> um, so, Shay, I will start with you. Pick one from this list. That has to go. I think now, we lost. Yeah. You did not just say Jessica Jones. Oh, oh yeah. did you say Jessica Jones? You, you, you just stabbed me in the heart. Oh, no. you did say Jessica Jones. Uh-huh. I did. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Listen. All, like I want to say there's no wrong answers, but obviously when you're removing something, obviously there is, like, something has to be bad that's why you're removing it. Um, do you want to further explain that, or do you want to just go around the table and see if we agree? Jessica Jones, like I said, I mean, it was an okay, okay. I like Jessica Jones, but if we're going, if we have to cut it to top three, that barely made it to the top five, in my opinion. Yeah, you were a little hesitant to putting it on there at, at the beginning. I got to look at this again. Hold on. The Punisher, Arrow, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Runaways. Every time I mention The Runaways, like, a part of my chest just starts, like, beat really fast. So I think I shouldn't I shouldn't even glance at that name. Um, Jessica Jones better than Daredevil season one and two? No. And Punisher, maybe, and an arrow. 
I'm going to go to you, Eric, while I think this over a little bit more. Uh, are you taking Jessica Jones uh, off the list? No. I think it was just, there was, for me, there was too much good. Uh, you know, it was too much of the fractured hero. It, it, it felt, you know, it wasn't a lot of the, it was just so, it was so good. It was so trend-setting, you know, and again, I I, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for it, the, the drunk fractured hero. And it also kind of appealed on the old pulp movies, you know, uh, the detective, the old detective who drank too much and mm-hmm. the beautiful dame come, would come in and say, oh, gee, I need help, mister. You know, that kind of thing. I, I love that. You know, the old, um, okay, what is that old actor's name? Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Those kind yeah. of movies. It, it, it had that kind of a feel to it, especially in the beginning with... I mean, with no, no, I was just going to say, um, Shay, I'm going to – I want to take your side and take this show off because I really digested the other shows, and I think if I had to start with one to take off, it would be that. Only reason I can't is because I made such a big deal about it to get on the list like five minutes ago. That would make me seem like a complete like goofball to wipe away all the important stuff that I just added to this show. And now immediately I'm taking it off. So I'm going to say for this go-around, I'm going to keep it. But next go-around, when, when it starts to get a little tenser, I think I might, I might end up having to uh, if it's brought up again. Uh, well, but for now, you know what? Go ahead, I'm no sorry. One told, you know what? No one told me to make this cool. Okay, I thought we were going to leave it at top five and leave it at that. But you want to sit here <laughs> and make things. <laughs> So, so, so who should blame? It's your fault. Come, come to peace with yeah, it. It's no. all you. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. And I, I will live with it when it comes time. I will, I will, I will face that and take that show out if, if, if need be. But for now, it is safe. Um, but we keep saying no. Well, we're starting to say no a lot, but something has to come off of this list. Two things. Um, so, Eric, Shay has now made it harder on you. Because I believe Jessica Jones is one of the weakest out of the collective of these shows that we have in this list. So now you can't say the same name again. Um, you have to pick something else that has to come out of this list. Hmm. Daredevil, Arrow, Punisher. I can't touch Runaways. I touch runaways and I, I get a cold, icy feeling down my spine. Uh, all the women in my house, I know they're shooting me laser beams from another room, and I, I can feel it in my stomach. So I'm not, I'm not touching runaways. Um, Punisher. Oh my goodness. Um. <laughs> Okay, you go first. Is Punisher coming off the list? <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, no. So pick something else. Oh, okay. Um, all right, listen, listen. Because I feel listen, as though DC listen, should be listen, able to. Listen. 
I feel as though DC should be able to have something good in in life. So I would I would say I'd rather take Arrow out, but I I'd at least like it to live one more round. So I will sign off on the Punisher. Um, yeah, I'm gonna side with you and say the Punisher is the first one to go. All right, thank you. Difficult. It was difficult. It was difficult. Shay, I'm sorry. It was super difficult. I, I was actually watching The Punisher like a day ago, like the full season all over again. So I feel sick that um, I had to do that, but it had to go. Um, all right. So my pick is going to be, so we've gotten The Punisher out. And my pick is going to be, Two seasons of Daredevil, only one of Jessica Jones, only one of the Runaways. Arrows in like six seasons. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Man, I should have just taken out Jessica Jones, so we could have been done. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Arrow. I'm going to have Ooh. to. Uh, as I look at it, I keep thinking those two horrible seasons that were unfortunately back-to-back, um, season four and season five. Uh-huh. No, no, not season five. I'm sorry. We're in season six now, I believe. Season three uh-huh. and season four. Sorry, season three and season four. Um, I haven't seen a bad season, let alone episode, come out of Daredevil. Um, I enjoyed every last episode of Jessica Jones. I didn't feel like it had any fillers or anything. They all were really good. Um, Mm -hmm. And the Runaways the same way. I felt as though it avoided fillers. It just gave you constant, really good story. Um, So if I had to take anything out, it'd be Arrow because of those two horrible seasons. Um, Eric, do you agree? I agree. Even when I was was looking through the list, I kind of felt like you that DC still needed some love, but those two seasons, man, I almost gave up on Arrow. You know, I was I was like, yeah, you know what? No thanks, I'm over it. Um, I agree, it's got to go. Honestly, if those two seasons never existed, this would at least go another thirty minutes before I was able to figure out which one I would take. I'd have to tell you guys. To be continued, I need to go watch all of these shows all over again to make that decision. Um, But because those two seasons were not only bad, but they were back-to-back. So it's like you didn't have a break in between. Those are just like two bad seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Shay, do you agree? Shay? Hey. Shay, you with us? I think she actually got knocked out again. Um, oh all right, so we at least agreed that Arrow has to go. So Arrow is gone, and we only have now Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and The Runaways. So we yep. narrowed it down to the top three. Um, it was difficult, man, but you guys know I couldn't leave it on a good note. I had to make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, and it okay. was fun. It was – go ahead, I'm sorry. I want, to, I want to play devil's advocate. What was your argument for Runaways? Because you've said a couple of times that you've thought about touching it, 
but you didn't. What was your argument? Uh, I don't know. It, it it was one of those shows that was – it was for, like, adults, but it was one of those shows that I kind of felt was, like, for uh, a preteen or a teenager. And it was – it seemed like if this show came out, like, three years ago, it'd be on ABC Family, and I would hate it. Uh, yeah. But that's literally the only bad thing I can say about it because it wasn't bad. Um, wasn't bad whatsoever. I loved every second of it. Um, I have no no regrets about keeping it on this list. Um, but if I had to, that would be the argument that I would make. Uh, I don't even think it's a logical argument to make, but that would have been mine uh, that I would have went with. That's that, that's fair. I mean, I, I can I can see where you're coming from in that. I think I would have fought you pretty hard for it. But I, yeah. I can compl- I, I can see where you're coming from at least, you know. There's some logic there that you know I can see. So yeah, I mean, okay. So my show that stays. Was, that I'm happy. Was the, yeah, that was the only argument that I would have had. But like I said, it wouldn't have been that good. Um, <laughs> it would have been a very easy one to to pick through. Um, but yeah, so we've gotten our list: Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and The Runaways is the top three best shows. Uh, superhero shows of today. Um, mm-hmm. Eric, this has been a great show. Shay, I'm sorry uh, uh, the call got dropped, so we lost Shay, but we had so much fun with Shay. Last question I want to ask you, Eric, before we leave uh, the show for tonight. Uh-huh. What is the one, uh, the one trailer you're looking forward to uh, to come out during the Super Bowl? Oh... Gosh, I don't even know all the trailers that are going to come out. Um, I can name I, some. I, Give me one second. I, I, there, okay, there's... So... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Infinity Wars getting a new trailer. Uh, we'll get another look at Ant-Man and Wasp, I believe. Um, Incredibles 2 gets a trailer. Mission Impossible Fallout. Jurassic World gets another trailer. Netflix's Cloverfield gets a trailer. Black Panther gets another, it's not really trailer, just another, like, uh, mm-hmm. spliced up of the, the last couple of trailers that we got. Uh, so it's, it's nothing really that different. But those mm-hmm. are the marquee ones. Uh, Aquaman is said to, to sit out. Deadpool 2 mm-hmm. is said to sit out. We might get Deadpool 2 and Venom uh, within the course of the next week or two. We'll get mm-hmm. those two trailers. Uh, okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if Deadpool 2 made it in there. So if you want to say that, uh, if you want to use that one, that's fine, because it may make a surprise entrance into the Super Bowl. You know, I have to say, in The Incredibles 2, that movie was, the first one was so much fun. You know, all the inside superhero jokes, no kicks, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm in Baby Jack-Jack. I'm ready for The Incredibles 2. I want to see a full-fledged trailer. Let's get this on. You know, let's see what we can do. Yeah, I have no arguments about that. Uh, mine is actually going to be Infinity War. Um, oh, the first trailer, yeah. The first trailer knocked me out of my body. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking for this second trailer to put me in a coma. Um, that's, yes. that's literally what I'm looking for. That That's the level of my excitement. Um, I want to not be conscious <laughs> for that second trailer. Um, even though none of us are worthy of having it, um, I just hope that we, we do get it. And I don't want it to be some scene that we saw of the previous trailer. 
Uh, I want it right. to be an entirely different trailer, even if it's something that's just like a few seconds, a few different scenes, a, a little bit of different dialogue, just something different. And I would like it to be Guardians uh, focused. Uh, we got mm-hmm. Avengers focused with the first one, maybe a little bit of dialogue from the Guardians, uh, maybe uh, have the trailer be kind of catered from their point of view rather mm-hmm. than um, just the regular Avengers. I think that would be really, really, really good. Um, but as much as I'm with you for Incredibles 2, because I've been waiting for this movie, I want to say since I think that movie came out in like 04, 05. I might be exaggerating. It might have came out a little later than that, or earlier than that, rather. Um, Infinity War, a, another trailer of that would, would be on constant loop for me. So that's what I'm going to go with. Um, but I do want to let the listeners know, look out for the Venom and the Deadpool 2 uh, official trailer to be dropping uh, Deadpool 2 maybe Sunday, if not uh, somewhere in the middle of this week. Venom could be targeted somewhere in the middle of this week or the week after around Black Panther's release. So stay tuned for those two trailers. Those are going to be insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But Eric, again, this is an amazing show, man. Loved it. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. I have so much fun doing this with y'all. Absolutely. And Shay, again, thank you so much. Uh, Shay will be back with us next week. Um, Had a lot of fun. And everyone listening, stay tuned for Monday when we interview Mark Guggenheim to ask all of your geeky, nerdy questions and to really take a deep dive into the world of Arrow and get them to maybe give us the spoiler of when we might see Roy um, and what's the actual future of Slade Wilson. We have so many questions. Stay tuned for that also. Um, we will see you guys next Friday, same time, same place. See you guys. See you later. Peace out.